It's like, you know, when you build a paper doll, it's like that, but with skin. <laughs> can, can Eric lose points? <laughs> tonight's show. Now I'm actually ready to introduce your host for the evening. He's hilarious. Put your hands together for the very famous Eric Tate. Oh my goodness. Welcome to the quiz box, you guys. This is so exciting. Thank you very much for coming. How are you all doing? Oh, Nikki, those, uh, it's a fantastic shirt you're wearing. It's a fantastic shirt you're wearing. Yeah. What? We at the quiz box, how long have we been doing the quiz box now? Uh, it's like uh, four years or something. Four so? years yeah. or something, and we finally got a brand new logo. <laughs> if you like the t-shirts and are interested in purchasing one, we have not ordered any for purchase yet, but... We're seriously thinking about We're it, though. We're really thinking about it, so if you're really interested, tell us, and it might encourage us to order some. Yeah, you guys could all show up wearing quiz box shirts, yeah. and then we could start a cult. Yeah. Drink the Kool-Aid. Okay, now let's, right. um, you let's wanna, move on. Should we, should we, uh, I yeah, think let's start the show. That's enough banter. Okay. All right. We uh, welcome to the Quiz Box, the only game show where real comedians answer real questions to win you real prizes. I'm your host, Eric Tate, and with me, as always, is our scorekeeper, Nikki Winkleman. Tonight, we will select contestants right out of the audience using the raffle ticket set. You got Did everybody get a raffle ticket? I think I saw a couple people sneak in after I handed them out. Um, each contestant is paired up with one of our comedians who will answer all of the trivia questions for you. Let's meet the comedians. First up, our reigning champion. Ladies and gentlemen, please welcome. Uh, she's uh, one of the, the people behind Stand Up For Choice and Growlin' Gremlin. Put your hands together for Amber Falter. <laughs> Oh, hopping over. Oh, let's let's pull that chair back. Can we pull that chair back? All right. Well, yeah, yeah, no, that one. That oh, one. That yeah, one. that's oh, okay. the one. There we go. All right. Next up, he is a committed quiz boxer. He is one half of the evening with the Berkies, and he's my dad on Fortnite. Ladies and gentlemen, Dave Berkey. <laughs> Dave also <laughs> just monster stepping onto the stage. You will not emasculate me. <laughs> Oh. Next up, our third contestant this evening. He is the man behind Whiskey Bear Comedy Festival, the uh, the Whiskey Bear Comedy Festival, and Whiskey Bear Comedy, the Whiskey Bear himself. Please put your hands together for Dustin Meadows. And our special guest for the evening. He has been on the quiz box before and is returning. He is famous around Columbus, and he is a Columbus Alive film critic. Put your hands together for Brad Keefe. <laughs> it's not Brad Tober yet, but we can pretend. <laughs> To answer a question for points, comedians must buzz in, and we have a very high-tech and fancy buzzer system, yeah. to, so let's hear them ring in. Amber makes this noise. <laughs> Dave makes this noise. Dustin makes this noise. And Brad makes this noise. Those are fantastic. <laughs> Those have not changed in a while. <laughs> the, 
Uh, each correct answer is a gain of two points. Each incorrect answer is a loss of one point. If the comedians are real dumb, their scores may go into negative points. But don't worry, you can win prizes with a negative score. It happens frequently. Almost every time. Each round consists of three questions. At the end of each round, the contestant with the most points wins a fantastic prize for our audience contestant. The player with the least points is going to be giving a heartfelt apology as to why they weren't good enough to win you a prize. The comedians are also playing a separate game against each other. You will see those scores down here. The scores up here are the ones for the game. These are the ones for the comedians down here. Positive points at the end of each round will carry over into the comedians' game score. Now, the comedians can lose or gain game score points at the discretion of our scorekeeper, Nikki Winkleman. Uh, we'll see that a little bit later. But don't worry. These scores don't affect you, the audience contestants. With that out of the way, let's, let's quiz, quiz box. Amber, I believe you have the bucket of people. Can you get us started with drawing? I did. Okay. Cool. Four, two, zero. Can I read it now? Yes. yes. Yeah, go ahead. Yeah. Exactly what they want. You're getting a point for being complacent. <laughs> Four, two, zero, one, three, zero. One, three, zero. Hey, over there. Hey, what's your name? Natalie. Everyone give a big round of applause for Natalie. Thanks for coming to the quiz box. Natalie. Dave, who are you playing for? <laughs> I'm playing for contestant 420137. 137. Hey, right there. What's your name? Bethany. 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 Everyone give Bethany a huge round of applause. Thanks for coming to the quiz box, Bethany. Dustin, who are you playing for? Uh, 420138. 138. Hey, what's your name? Beth. I'm sorry? Beth. Beth. Everyone give a big round of applause to short, Beth. Thanks for coming to the quiz short box. For, Beth. Uh, short for Bethany. <laughs> So, uh, Brad, if you could uh, draw a name from someone who we don't know, that would be... I, I really hope that it's a Bethany. <laughs> or uh, another Natalie. <laughs> or two Natalies. Who are you uh, playing for? Contestant 420143. 143. 143. Hey, what's your name? Liz. Oh, Jesus. Uh, Liz, everyone give a big round of applause for Liz. Thanks for coming to the quiz box, Liz. Oh, no, you don't come up. You stay you, in your yeah, seat. No. <laughs> if you had been here for the instructions, you would have known that next time come earlier. I, I for one, am glad that you came to the show. Thank you for being here. <laughs> All right. Take Dust a point away from Dustin for contradicting you. No, Dustin gets a point for being nice when I couldn't. I'm sorry. Right. Thank you for coming. Nikki, are you ready? I am. All right. Quiz boxers, are you ready? Yeah. The category is Famous Butts. The question, Alfred Mosher Butts was a man born in New York in 1899. His father was a lawyer and his mother was a high school teacher. Alfred graduated from the University of Pennsylvania in 1924 with a degree in architecture. What was Butts famous for inventing? <laughs> are, you, are you laughing at Butts? Oh, boy. Uh... Dustin. Uh, was it the flying buttress? <laughs> <laughs> uh, no, it was not. I believe you just did a quiz box cul-de-sac, which is lose a point for yourself and uh, lose a point for an audience member and gain a point for yourself by making a butt pun. It was worth it. Sorry, Beth. Honey. What, what was the year again? 1924. <laughs> oh. Do, do you was... have a pointed uh, knowledge of architecture down to the year, Amber? Yeah, of course. Um, we will give you a hint. It is not necessarily architecture. Oh, yes, the polio vaccine. 
<laughs> the polio vaccine? I think we lost some mics there. Between Dustin and Brad <laughs> The polio vaccine. <laughs> uh, Brad. Uh, did he invent the soundboard? No. <laughs> uh, no, he did not. Was, was this uh, invention but adjacent? <laughs> no. Uh, I will tell you, he, so not uh, a toilet. the thing that he invented, actually, he invented in 1938. Uh, so he graduated uh, from the University of Pennsylvania in 1924, but the thing he invented was in 1938. The rabies vaccine. <laughs> <laughs> Can you two share that, Mike? This show got personal. <laughs> this just in, we've added two new prizes to the prize block, two microphones that don't work. <laughs> I got you, Natalie. Uh, no, so he, this isn't architecture. This is something that I, I believe all of you have encountered, though. Encountered? Uh, well, I, sh I should say uh, played. We're, gonna, it, we're actually looking for a game here. Oh, never mind. The recorder. <laughs> ah, Wait a minute. Are you, are you ringing in for recorder? Yeah. You think that he invented <laughs> a musical instrument that's been around since the 17th century? <laughs> True. <laughs> no. I just nope. like to say she did ring in for that. Yeah, she okay. rang. She, okay. I said he invented a game, and she gave me a musical instrument. Amber gets a point for bravery <laughs> in the face of Eric Tate. Dave, this answer is just as dumb. Trivia. <laughs> you think that trivia was invented in the '30s? You you said we have all played it, and you're sometimes clever. I'm sorry for giving you credit. <laughs> Dave no, gets, Dave, he didn't invent trivia. Dave gets a point for an audible groan. Uh, we're looking for a board game. And you have 30 seconds. Did, uh, did this guy, did he have kids? I, I don't know that. It's not on the sheet. The name of the game is Google on the sheet. It. Was the game uh, going don't to the Don't Google it. Was the You're not allowed to Google things. Was the name of the game uh, going to the store for cigarettes and never coming back? <laughs> no, it's a board game, not a role-playing game. You said game. all four of us were familiar with it. <laughs> wow, Dustin gets a point for darkness. Dave. Jenga. No. Dave gets a point for best guess yet. <laughs> this is a very famous board game. And uh, you have... It, it, does not in, it does not involve dice. Don't wake daddy. Wait, what? <laughs> it is history's most terrifying game, and it's about not waking your dad up because he might beat you. Oh, I so look out for that. It's a game. That is, a, you can Google it after the show or during, I don't know. Uh, uh, <laughs> Dustin. Did you ring in? She, no, she didn't no. ring in. She just gave a really deep insight into her personal life. Uh, <laughs> I was feeling really great, and then you said no dicer in the game as I rang in. Oh, well, you already rang in, so... Uh, checkers. No. Dave. All right, this Rube Goldberg asshole. Mousetrap! No! Shit! Da uh, Mousetrap involves dice. No, it doesn't? That's how you move forward. Oh. No it one knows how to play Mousetrap. <laughs> Deal with it. <laughs> Amber. 
Connect Four. No. Uh, so it doesn't involve dice, uh, but it, it, it is a game for uh, intellectual people. So you, you would play this if you, if you want to be like hoity-toity and be like, look how smart I am. I guess you get ten more seconds, whatever. Scrabble. Amber. Amber? Scrabble. That is correct. I didn't play that game. That's why I knew it. Uh, the, the board game Scrabble, Butts studied the front page of the New York Times to calculate how frequently each letter of the alphabet was used in order to, de- to determine how many tiles of a letters there should be and each letter's value. For example, Q is a letter that occurs least often in English text, so it should be a letter that there is only one tile of, and that tile should be worth 10 points. There we go. Uh, Nikki, where are the scores? Well, with that, Amber scored a whopping zero, putting her in the lead. <laughs> She had two negative points wiped out by those two positive points. Dave is in last with negative three. Dustin has negative one. And Brad has, or sorry, Dave, huh, huh, huh. (laughs) Math is hard. Dave has negative three. Dustin has negative two. And Brad has negative one. Question two. The category is unexpected bromance. Is it me and Brad Keefe? (laughs) Well, I guess we're moving on to question three. Uh, uh, The question. In the 1980s, one of the biggest music stars around was Willie Nelson. He was headlining the Golden Nugget Casino in Las Vegas, and his 1978 album Stardust had gone quadruple platinum. But what you may not know is that Nelson also formed an unlikely friendship with music legend Frank Sinatra. As their friendship blossomed, the pair was hired to appear in a public service announcement where they discussed their mutual deep love of what? Brad. Is it marijuana and whiskey? <laughs> uh, no, that is not what they did a PSA for. <laughs> Was it uh, getting a career through mob ties? <laughs> w- Willie Nelson was... Uh, Frank Sinatra. I'm going to have to hear the year on their friendship, please. <laughs> you mean the year that he said in the question? <laughs> the year that they were like, you're my best friend. 1980s. Thank you. <laughs> so this was around the time that they were both performing at the Golden Nugget Casino because uh, uh, Willie Nelson was headlining and Frank Sinatra was opening for Willie Nelson. They love gambling. And they love to gamble together as best friends. And, and they filmed a PSA about gambling. <laughs> yeah, they had huge problems. <laughs> <laughs> that, that is incorrect. <laughs> So this is a, they filmed a public service announcement to talk about their love for this particular thing. Tornadoes. (laughs) (laughs) More specifically, tornado safety. Dave gets a point for safety. You want to ring in? Can I get juiced up? Can we get four shots of mellow yellow, please? (laughs) Make it five. Make it five. Thank you. Jeez. Was it cyberbullying? <laughs> was, th- was there a cyber back then? Do, do you want to ring in? Not for that wrong answer, <laughs> no. Uh, so uh, they, uh, I'm trying to think of a good way Tell to... Tell me more it. about this casino. The Golden Nugget? Yes. Well, it's not around anymore. <laughs> okay. Was it for casino preservation? <laughs> <laughs> God damn it. Adoptable dogs. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like every time 
time I go to share the mic with Dave, we're gonna kiss. But we don't want to, and it gets really <laughs> uncomfortable. Um, can we talk, okay, so they're friends. Like, yep. were they friends that like, if you needed to crash tonight, you could crash? Or are they friends where you're like, you pissed me off last time I hung out, like I can't hang out with you? No, like they would, they would as Brad alluded to, they would smoke pot and drink whiskey together. Did they ever have sleepovers in hotels? I mean, pres- <laughs> presumably. <laughs> No Will, Willie Nelson in denim and uh, the the, uh, the uh, Sinatra in a in a tuxedo. You have 15 seconds to answer the question. Was it a was it a PSA about tax evasion? No, this is not a Wesley Snipes question. First off, he did his time. Willie Nelson did not. Is it does it have America? Any, does it have something to do with animals? No, uh, this is about an area. Uh, and, and, the, and this would uh, sort of involve, like, the future, an excitement about the future. Two seconds. I don't know. Fracking. They don't like fracking. <laughs> <laughs> All right, we're going to call it. Area, area 51. No, no. Desert. The, it's the desert. Area okay, 51, fine. Vegas. Keep going. I will, I'll just keep trying. No, we're going to call it. Uh, <laughs> the answer is outer space. Specifically, say about outer space. Yes. Specifically, the importance of space travel. NASA wanted to show the public just how important space travel was, including the emerging technologies that have been created due to our desire to visit the airless vacuum outside of our atmosphere. So they filmed a PSA featuring these two musicians and space space enthusiasts. Uh, Sinatra was actually opening for Willie Nelson at the Golden Nugget because Nelson was selling more albums at the time. They were great friends, or as Willie referred to them, country cousins. Derek the bartender has brought up five shots of Mellow Yellow. Is there, is there guess, a, a lime with that? There's a lime with it, yeah. I guess I'm going to do it. Sh- for Derek. That's for the first amazing. time ever, I'm going to do a shot with the panel. Cause, yeah, some citrus for our citrus. Because it's just Mellow Yellow. Give it up for Brian and Derek and your entire uh, waitstaff tonight taking very good care of you. <laughs> Cheers. Anybody else need a lime? <laughs> to Willie Nelson and his best boy. I already drank mine. I, sh- I should say that this PSA is on YouTube. If you, if you go on there and you just search for oh. Willie Nelson, Frank Sinatra, space PSA, it comes up, and it's amazing because it's just them. It's Willie Nelson in denim and Sinatra in a tuxedo, and they're just sitting on stools in front of a blank canvas talking about how awesome space is. It doesn't seem like there's a script. I'd, I'd just like to say that my whiskey and marijuana answer stands with that. And no, no, it doesn't. Don't try and negotiate your way into two points, Brad Keefe. You are, you are on my list, sir. Uh, I'm going to give a point to Amber for ordering a shot that does not make the show worse. <laughs> We're going to move on to question three, but before that, Nikki, where are the scores? Oh, well, uh, the, uh, the scores for the, the audience... Uh, Amber has negative one, Dave has negative three, Dustin has negative two, Brad has negative two. Uh, We'll get to their champion scores later. (laughs) Question three. The category is duplication accessorization. 
The question. The Xerox 914 was the first commercially successful plain paper copy machine, and it was introduced in 1959. It is largely the reason Xerox became synonymous with the word copy, and it is estimated to have accounted for two-thirds of the company's revenue in 1965. What accessory was included in each sale of the Xerox 914? Eric, I have this question after every question you ask. Yeah. Are you a virgin? <laughs> no, I've had sex. You just seem, you seem to have a lot of time. That's all. I, I've, I've had the sex. Could, could you? I, I've done penis in vagina sex. Uh, that answered my question. I was going to ask how it works. <laughs> it's sort of a slot and tab situation. It's like, you know, when you build a paper doll, it's like that, but with skin. Can, can Eric lose points? <laughs> I don't like this. My mom comes to this show every month because it's my cleanest show. God damn it. What was the question? The I don't question, even remember. Just, so it's the, it's the world's first copy machine. The copy machine is out there, and Xerox is selling, is providing an accessory with it every time. And I want to know what that accessory was. Uh, the accessory is not related to uh, making a, a duplicate of a document. Let me check it. What was the, uh, what was the year here? It was uh, 1959. 1959. Okay, a female secretary to do that shit for you. <laughs> Uh, I guess I Dave has been on Mad Men. Um, I think he's losing points. I have been that. drinking. Uh, no, it's not a. It's not a human. Is it, it plastic? Uh, it it has plastic parts. Can you? Does it like still exist? Exist in offices? Uh, <laughs> yes. yes. Oh, that metal yes. yellow is getting to me. It you guys, is I'm not sorry. mostly plastic though. It is mostly metal. It is People, mostly. Yeah. We still use it. Oh, uh, Dustin. Was it a toaster? No. No, this is, uh, this is not related to document copying. Neither uh, is a toaster. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, toasters don't actually make more bread. They just toast the bread. My answer is sound. Yeah, this is a good answer. Dave. A microwave oven. No. <laughs> no, it was not at all for cooking food. Well, I'm out of answers. Um, okay, so it comes, it's got to be something cheap and dumb. That you just like give away? Was it pins? It's, it's it's actually not dumb. It was very necessary. I imagine it's dumb. Um, <laughs> it's kind of the opposite of a toaster. Yeah. A big metal tray to hold all your copies that you just copied. Like a silver tray, like if it was like like if you were making copies for the king. No, that would be stupid. Um, what I said. <laughs> <laughs> Is it an easy-bake oven? <laughs> it has nothing to do with food! I'm so hungry! Uh, no, this was extraordinarily necessary and uh, could be used to um, keep the office safe. Brad. Is it the polio vaccine? <laughs> no. Dave. A gun. <laughs> <laughs> Yes, that was it. It was a gun. They shipped it. No, it wasn't a gun. <laughs> Dustin. Was it a fire extinguisher? That's correct. Oh. I'm proud of you. 
I'm me, proud of me too, finally. That was pretty close to my next answer, a Claymore sword. <laughs> <laughs> the Xerox 914 was a mechanical monstrosity and extraordinarily complex. As a result, it had a tendency to catch on fire on a regular basis. So Xerox began including what they referred to as a, quote, scorch eliminator, <laughs> which was really just a small fire extinguisher for when, not if, it caught on fire. So the opposite of a toaster. Yeah. We have a tie. Oh, a tie. Yes, with that, Dustin wiped out two of his negative points and now has negative one. Amber also has negative one. Uh, Dave and Brad, you can just sit back and not participate in the tiebreaker. <laughs> Dave had negative five, so he will be uh, issuing an apology to Bethany here in just a moment. But before then, we're going to play our tiebreaker question. A tiebreaker question you do not need to ring in. Uh, you can each answer one at a time in rapid fire, and the answer is a number... Yes. It is a number, so it is always a limited, uh, limited thing. Uh, numbers are, well, they're not really limited, but... They're I hope it's a year. So, I love it's a my number. years. The so, uh, so the category away. is Scrabble words. And the question, uh, the theoretically highest possible scoring word under American Scrabble play is oxyphentabutazone. It has never actually been played and probably never will because it has to be played across three triple word score squares and built on eight already played and perfectly positioned tiles. If placed perfectly, what is the highest number of points it could score? 200. Higher. 300. Higher. 450. Higher. 550. Higher. 780. Higher. 925. Higher. 1,214. Higher. Why are you guys that impressed? 1,500. Say, say what? One, 1,500. Higher. 1,860. Lower. <laughs> You're uh, that really narrowed it down. <laughs> You're a weird Ooh. audience. <laughs> They like auctions. 1,632. Higher. 1,750. Higher. Higher. 1,792. Lower. 1,775. Higher. 1,783. Lower. 1,781. Lower. 1,778. That is correct. <laughs> you are so nice. I kept forgetting where we were and sweating my memories really out of my brain. Keep that was impressive. Uh, Amber scored you, one positive point for answering the tiebreaker question correctly, taking her to a winning score of zero for Natalie. The, uh, the Scrabble player, Dan... This was by uh, Scrabble player Dan Stock of Ohio. Oxyphenbutazone is an anti-inflammatory medication used to treat arthritis and bursitis, and it is accepted as a word in the official Scrabble dictionary. Congratulations, Amber, on having that bracketed down to a science for you. <laughs> that is the end of the round. Nikki, where are the scores? I, I already said. That's right. Uh, 
Congratulations, Amber. Uh, Congratulations, Amber. Natalie. You've won a fantastic prize from Dusty Dewey's Knickknack Shack. This color cups for coloring eggs. Perfect for Easter. If you have a son or daughter, you can color eggs with them, care of Dusty Dewey's Knickknack Shack. You've also won two tickets to Shadowbox Live. You can use these for any show in the theater. Go to shadowboxlive.org to find out what shows you can see. And you're going to win a pack of baseball cards from the 1990s. Our losers will get a dum-dum for being paired up with a dum-dum. Uh, Dave, it is your turn to give a heartfelt apology. Dave, please apologize. <laughs> um, Bethany, you lost. I understand you lost. I'm not going to say that it was my fault. Um, I'm going to say that because I actually have this calendar um, that clearly states that on the 28th of September, I obviously won the quiz box, so this could not be my fault. I actually, I also busted my tail studying for this tonight. Um, worked very hard. Um, a lot of time at basketball practice. I was the captain on my basketball team. Um, nice job reading the room, Dave. Uh. I did a, I did a, I've already committed at this point. Um, Nikki's almost back. I'm sorry, though. I really am sorry. Thank you, Dave, for that adequate apology. <laughs> you will score no points for that. Our champion score points are very close. We've got Amber with four, Dustin with four, Brad with four, and all right, Dave, I'll give you a point for that apology. Now everybody has four. All right, let's move on to the second round. Amber, you've got the bucket of people in front of you. Would you mind drawing for the bucket of people? Who are you playing for this round, Amber? I am playing for 4201351. 135. Over there, hey, what's your name? Andrew. Everyone give Andrew a big round of applause. Thanks for coming to the quiz box. Andrew. Dave, who are you playing for? Um, before I do this, I did do a little signal with the bar, so... Caca! <laughs> <laughs> um... I will be playing for 420109. 109. Over there, hey, what's your name? Kara. Kara, everyone give Kara a big round of applause. Thanks for coming to the quiz box, Kara. Kara with a K. K A R A? Excellent. <laughs> Dustin, who are you playing for? Uh, I will be playing for 420108. 108. Over there, hey, what's your name? James. James, everyone give James a big round of applause. Thanks for coming to the quiz box, James. Mr. Keith, who are you playing for? I am playing for 420115. 115. Right there. Hey, what's your name? I'm sorry. Judy. Everyone give Judy a big round of applause. Thanks for coming to the quiz box, Judy. We ask everyone what their name is, even if we're related to you, for the purposes of our podcast. All right. Nikki, are you ready? Yes. Quiz boxers. The category is sophomore slump. The question... Alfred Mosher Butts attempted to follow up his success of Scrabble by inventing a second game. It was another word game in which up to four players engage in a solitaire-like contest simultaneously, trying to achieve a maximum score. It, is not, it was not nearly as popular and today is nearly unheard of. What is this game called? Is uh, the sophomore slump referring to round two of this show? Oh, damn, I'm deleting. <laughs> I meant us, the panel, not the beautiful, wonderful, intelligent host. Yeah, that's right. not, no, 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 no. No, it's referring to uh, the, the second game. 
that Butts invented. Thank you for clarifying that. Was it words with friends? (laughs) (laughs) Did did you really need to uh, draw back from the microphone with your eyebrows raised as impressed with yourself as you were? Absolutely, yes. (laughs) What was the year? (laughs) Amber gets a point for consistently asking the year. (laughs) Uh, oh, we uh, don't actually have the year no, on this No, we don't one. have that on this I card. desperately tried to find it. And oh, was... categories. Do you want to ring in? No. <laughs> <laughs> you've, cr- you've cracked the code. <laughs> was it Hungry Hungry Hippos? <laughs> How many dice? No dice. Uh, no, this is another word game. Words. Words without dice. Got it. Yeah. Dave. Categories. <laughs> no. Tell me about his childhood, if you could, please. Stop it. Uh, so I think actually, we did in the last question. His yeah. mother was a school teacher yeah. and his father was... Right. I wasn't listening. And actually, I do have the year. It was 1985. How did you find Perfect. that? Perfect. Because Thank I am a wizard. <laughs> I'm not allowed to write questions anymore. Was this a Milton Bradley game? Uh, the publisher was Selchow and Writer. I wouldn't have known anyway. Oh, yeah, that That's fine. It. Eric, have you played this game? I have not. Nikki, have you played this game? I have not, and uh, I am an avid okay. board game player. It is, a, it is another. Uh, it is another tile placement game. Yes. Uh, it is also a word game. Was it? It's played oh, like no, solitaire. No. It was other. made did, by Alfred Mosher Butts. Did he start just doing tiling with three of his friends? <laughs> just like, like he would, he would like break tiling? into houses and like tile them. Yes. <laughs> just like add a fancy backsplash, and whoever got the fanciest backsplash won. Did <laughs> that is did, correct? Did uh, he go back in time and invent mahjong? <laughs> There are characters on it which are technically kind of words. I, I will give you a hint. His name is in the title of the game. B- Butts with friends. <laughs> God damn it. Uh, I, mean, I was going to say words with that, that is uh, That is a better name than what he actually named it. You have 15 seconds. Uh, we're bad. <laughs> No, you're, believe me, you guys are significantly better than Alfred. How does Boggle work? Like, that's not an answer. I just don't know. <laughs> <laughs> so the name of the game lives up to its title. Amber. Amber. Boggle. No. <laughs> <laughs> Is the word Arthur in Boggle? I wasn't sure. No. Arthur's no. Boggle? Al- <laughs> Al- I mean, uh, Alfred? The Arthur Al- is silent. Alfred? Alfred's Boggle. Alfred's Boggle. Uh, we're going to call it... Uh, the, the title of his other game was Alfred's Other Game. Oh. <laughs> Hold on, real quick. Fuck that guy. <laughs> yeah, that's a terrible name. The tongue-in-cheek name hoped to gain popularity simply by refer- referencing the fact that Alfred also invented Scrabble. It did not work, however... <laughs> And the game was a flop. Uh, maybe it would have been... I swear to God, we wrote this. Uh, maybe it would have done better if it had been called Butt's Other Game. <laughs> so close to a Dave Berkey joke. Uh, Can I please have four more shots of Mellow Yellow 30, 5 if Nikki wants one? No, I'm good. I can't have more than one four, shot of Mellow Yellow. Please. I'll be up all night. I, uh, let's give Amber a point for not including me in any of these Mellow Yellow shots. I 
Today, you're more than invited to drink mellow yellow with your bitch. Who's the bitch? Me. Oh, okay. <laughs> it got real tense for a sec. <laughs> oh, no, it's me. It's fine. Moving on to question two, real quick, where are the scores? Oh, negative uh, one, negative one for Amber and Dave. Dustin and Brad sitting pretty at zero. I did not uh, ring in for that. You, you rang in, in for something. Categories. Yeah, you uh, rang in for categories. I absolutely did that. I'm so sorry, <laughs> Nicky Winkleman. Yeah, you rang in to give a bullshit answer because you cared more about your own points than somebody else's. Yeah. Derek, can we uh, please cut Dave off from uh, future Mellow Yellow shots? He can't handle it. <laughs> Question two, the category is environmental justice. The question, shrimp are incredibly delicious. You can eat them a variety of different ways, including with marinara. However, organically farmed raised shrimp are better to eat than wild-caught because shrimp trawling is destroying the populations of what delicate sea creature? <laughs> the answer we are looking for is not shrimp. shrimp. Like <laughs> Was it mermaids? You never see them anymore. Yeah. Uh, organically farmed raised shrimp are better to eat than wild-caught shrimp because tr uh, shrimp trawling is destroying the populations of what delicate sea creature? I'm going to give Dustin a point for whimsy. Is it organic mermaids? Oh. <laughs> exactly how is a mermaid organic? Uh, because it's farmed to table instead of free-range. You may not be able to give me this uh, information. Where do shrimp live? <laughs> that would be the ocean, Dave. <laughs> In the water. Yeah. Who knew? Thank you. Thank Boggle. you, Derek. <laughs> yeah, I'll, yeah, I'll, I'll do a shot of Mellow Yellow. Um, this is the weirdest show. <laughs> Every time. To shrimp. And all they've done for us. They're well, all that distracted. is a bad idea. Oh. They're all distracted and taking shots. Was it jellyfish? Do you want to ring can, in? No, I don't. Is anybody going to ring in? Dave. Oh, Dave. Jellyfish. No. <laughs> Tell me more about the shrimp's childhood. I, I thought you were going to ask the year. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, uh, like, where did those shrimp grow up? <laughs> so we are, we are actually talking in, the, in a coastal area, which is where shrimp trawling usually happens. Okay. Okay. Uh, so, Every time you say trolling, I think trolling, and I just think of like people making fun of shrimp on the internet. <laughs> so Those shrimp are so tiny. Is, is trolling where they add the weights to the nets and they like ravage the seafloor? Is that correct? Yes. Yeah, it is. And so they, like, they throw the they throw they, they throw nets out and then they drag the nets across the seafloor. And then everything down there gets bumped and skunked. Yes. Yeah, bumped and skunked, as the biologists say. As the Bible says. <laughs> You mean correction. Yeah, so these nets are being thrown out uh, in sort of shallow waters. They're being dragged back in to trawl for the shrimp. Uh, a lot of animals are caught and they're thrown away, uh, but most of, the, uh, most of the populations are recovering, but this is specifically harming one particular sea creature that is rather delicate uh, in a coastal area. You is have it just a like... minute. Dave. Ugh. Coral. No. Fuck. <laughs> uh, Dustin. Oh, I'm sorry, Brad. I, I hope that it's an animal that I truly love and I might not eat shrimp anymore. Is it, is it the manatee? No. no is it uh, unattended human children who've swam out too far? <laughs> did their dads go out for cigarettes and not come back? <laughs> yes, they did. Four uh, points for Nikki. 
Okay, I'll give it to Dustin because he set me up. <laughs> Got him. Uh, no, it's not children. <laughs> so uh, all the okay. animals that get you killed You have 30 are seconds. Uh, this, is, uh, these, this animal is also... Uh, 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 the population is being decimated by their use in Chinese medicine, and uh, periodically... 15 seconds. You'll... Amber. Flounder. Nope. You'll also see them dried and uh, served on sticks. Dave. Seahorses. Correct. Dave Berkey knows about Chinese medicine, y'all. <laughs> You're still not in the lead. <laughs> Dunked on. Shrimp trawling typically happens in shallower waters where seahorses also make their homes. Every year, shrimp trawlers drag their nets through an area twice the size of the continental United States and accidentally snag more than 2.2 million seahorses. Unethical farming leads to the destruction of mangrove forests where seahorses also live. Uh, eating captively farmed shrimp can help reduce the need for trawling and help protect seahorse populations. And on a personal note, I recommend reading uh, Poseidon's Steed. It is a fascinating look at the life of the seahorse. Small brag on Eric for knowing how to read books. <laughs> Rude. Question three. Uh, Nikki, where are the scores? Uh, Dave has negative one. Brad has negative one. Amber has negative two. And Don't. Dustin still in the lead by not ringing in. <laughs> Dustin figured Can't out the secret. Can't lose points if you don't answer. <laughs> uh, question uh, three. The category is The Emperor's New Potion. Question. China's first emperor, Qin Ahi Huang, in 221 BCE. He is best known for sending an exploratory fleet into the Pacific in order to find the legendary Mount Penglai. How did the emperor die? OD'd on seahorse medicine. <laughs> <laughs> All right. <laughs> Was it uh, butt-chugging opium? <laughs> I don't understand this show. We're taking shots of soda, <laughs> but also explaining how sex works and saying butt-chugging. This is... this is what alternative comedy is now. I hate it. <laughs> Me too. <laughs> Could you spell Huang for it? <laughs> That would be very H -U -A -N -G. nice. H-U-A-N-G. Thank you. Huang. Not what I was thinking. The traditional way, yes. Yeah. <laughs> Not with a W, like a dong. Was, was he carrying too many books to the top of the mountain <laughs> to <laughs> read? Is, is this just an, a, a reference to the fact that I've read a book? <laughs> this is true. I've read two books, actually. And Were they too heavy? And did you die on a mountain? Uh, no, Sorry, it's, it has nothing to do with a mountain. Oh. The, uh, the hint is in the category, The Emperor's New Potion. Have you seen The Emperor's New Groove? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you know what? Don't know where this is going, but let's go down that rabbit hole. Yes, I have. I've seen it at least 100 times. I'm not even kidding. It's too much. It's, it is very funny. It's, it's too much? Yeah, like, I've seen it too much, like, for sure. Oh, that that is too much. My, my, my dad got me a tiny TV with a little VHS thing, and I, the only thing I had was Patch Adams or Emperor's New Groove, and Patch Adams made me too sad, so I watched Emperor's New Groove every night for, like, three years. Is that so what your dad more... gave you when he went out for smokes? 
This is true. Could we get a repeat of that question? <laughs> uh, China's first emperor was Qin Aki Huang in t- uh, 221 BCE. He is best known for sending an exploratory fleet into the Pacific in order to find the legendary Mount Penglai. How did the emperor die? I'm going to cat- give you two minutes, because why not? Amber. He drank that nasty poison he made. I need you to be more specific. He drank that stuff that he made? <laughs> That's less specific. <laughs> he drank... That thing that he made. Okay, no. On accident, uh, he made the poison. He made so what? What I will tell you, I'm not going to take a point away. Uh, I, I don't think we should take a point away. But you are correct that he drank something. He drank a potion. I'm looking for the type of potion that he drank. A murder potion. <laughs> are you going to ring in for that? <laughs> it is a potion that would kill. I mean, we've we've established that the potion killed him. Uh, did he drink a virility potion, which uh, then proceeded to give him uh, virility that lasted longer than four hours? <laughs> D- do you want to ring in? Sure, why not? Dustin Meadows. Did he die from boner juice? N- <laughs> that is incorrect. Did he, was he a part of the exploratory committee or he just sent it? No, he just sent it. Uh, no, what we're, re- what we're really looking for here is the, uh, the type of potion that he drank that killed him. What was the potion intended to do? Hammer. Even, yeah. It was intended to make him stay up late for the DJ tent. <laughs> but it killed him because the label was wrong. The, the DJ tent. I don't know what his plans Aren't were that night, but it was something that was going to keep him awake, probably something that was like fun, like Coke. Are, <laughs> I, no. I don't think you're right. I, um, I, gonna, I, I'm going to take a point away. Drinkable cocaine. <laughs> I, don't, I don't fully know what you're talking about. I assume Me that you're... Me neither. We gave you a couple passes for ambiguous potion, but... Yeah, but DJ was wrong. <laughs> All right, you've got 15 seconds. Dave? Uh... Did he drink salt water? Too much salt water. No. That's the thing that kills people, though. That's yeah. the thing that happens. He did not drink a salt water potion. No, he drank a potion that was intended to do something, and then it killed him. And I want to know what the potion was intended to do. We will tell you that it ironically killed him. Dustin. Did he drink something that was meant to prolong his life? That is correct. How did the emperor die? By drinking an immortality potion. Kin was terrified of death and sent the crew out to find the Tree of Deathlessness, which is rumored to be on the legendary Mount Penglai. They never returned, and the court alchemists tried to make their own elixir of immortality that killed him. As a matter of fact, ten other emperors have also died from immortality potions, which typically contained mercury and arsenic. Yum! Number one ingredients in living forever. Was that question three? Can that we get a question shot? Three. That Could is we question get a shot three. of mercury and arsenic to the stage, please? <laughs> <laughs> that is question three. That is the end of the round. Nikki, where are the scores? Well, uh, Amber will be apologizing to Andrew for losing with negative three. Dave has negative two. Brad has negative one. And Dustin won the round for James with one point. Congratulations, James. You're going to take home two... Nobody gets that one. Two tickets to Shadowbox Live. You can find out shows about Shadowbox Live at shadowboxlive.org. You're also going to win a pack of 90s baseball cards and desktop croquet. Now you can play croquet at your desktop. Congratulations. And thank you to our sponsor, Dusty Dewey's Knickknack Shack, a totally real place. 
All right, Amber, uh, it is your turn to apologize, if you could do so. Andrew, Smandrew, as we usually say, we go back, you know, since I was born. You held my mom's neck <laughs> while she delivered me. And that was, like, really nice. Um, I have to apologize for not remembering everything that happened in Emperor's New Groove. I'm sorry I'm getting emotional. We go back for thousands of years. Um, if I only would have thought about the way that Yzma in Emperor's New Groove, like, didn't want to die, but she was an old, wrinkly jerk, and she always had lettuce in her teeth. I hope I'm not the only person in this room who has seen Emperor's New Groove. Thank you. Thank you so much. Andrew, listen. I sincerely apologize, and if you would like a shot of Mellow Yellow on my tab for you and your friends, you can absolutely have that. And if that shot of Mellow Yellow does not tickle your fancy, because I know sometimes you feel different about Mellow Yellow, or it depends on your stomach, because you have that stomach thing. You guys can truly, and I mean it, my last name is Falter. Please, no one else do it. You guys can put a, a shot on my tab for real, because I love you all very much. Andrew... Thank you so much for raising me. <laughs> I'll do better. Uh, Amber gets a point for the most personal apology we've ever heard. Is Andrew your father who went out for smokes? <laughs> no, he's the one that stepped in to take care of me. I'd like to speak for everyone right now and say, what the fuck just happened? <laughs> <laughs> Round three. All right, uh, Amber, uh, let's start us off again with the bucket of people. Amber, who are you playing for this round? A whole new family member, obviously. <laughs> um, oh, wait, hang on real quick. Uh, Dustin got one positive point in that round, which is going to transfer into his game score, yeah. putting him at seven points. Amber has seven points. Dave has six, and Brad has five. Ooh. I got four, two, zero. One, two, two. One, two, two. One, two. Oh, over there. Hey, what's your name? Paul, everyone give Paul a big round of applause. Thanks for coming to the quiz box, Paul. Dave, who are you playing for? I have got 420-112. 112. Hey, right there. What's your name? Andrea. Andrea. Andrea, everyone give a big round of applause to Andrea. Thanks for coming to the quiz box, Andrea. A-N-D-R-E-A. Excellent. Dustin, who are you playing for? 420-124. Uh, 124. Hey, back there. Hey, what's your name? Mandy, everyone give Mandy a big round of applause. Thanks for coming to the quiz box, Mandy. And Brad, who are you playing for? Uh, I have 420-128. One, 128. One, Over there. Hey, what's your name? Hey, Garrett. Everyone give a big round of applause to Garrett. Thanks for coming to the quiz box, Garrett. Nikki, are you ready? Am I? All right. Panelists, the category is It's a Small World After All. The question. Well, it's a small word after all. Oh, it's a small word after all. The, <laughs> the category is it's a small word after all. The type on this one is very tiny. Um, I, wrote, I wrote this one. The question 300 words were recently added to the Merriam Webster official Scrabble dictionary. The words added include twerk, bestie, and puggle, but they also added the long awaited two letter word okay to the list of more than 100 acceptable two letter words. Already on the two-letter word list is the word I, spelled A-I, pronounced I as in hi. I wrote this one. Which is a noun that means what? 
and I will give you a note, it is not artificial intelligence. While AI is an abbreviation for artificial intelligence, abbreviations are not acceptable in Scrabble. This is a this is a, uh, a noun. I just want to go on record and say this is a really great question. Thank you. <laughs> Pandering. Uh, real recognize real, fam. You looking unfamiliar. Uh, so I'm looking for, uh, this is a two-letter word. Uh, it is a noun. What is it? Is it like a good thing if you use it? I mean, I think it's a good thing because uh, it is an animal. It references a type of animal. What is, what is the, the word again? I. A-I. I. And it is a type of animal. Are either of those vowels in the word that is the animal? Well, the, 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 what? AI, AI is the I mean, name is, of the animal. This is literally the name of an animal. I know, the, but like, are they in the name? <laughs> that is the name. I. Who's on first? <laughs> Amber, are you fucking high? Listen, it's all this melayeli. <laughs> Uh, we're looking for a type of animal. Did you call it Melly Yelly? Dave. Dave. It's a deer. A no. deer? No. Yeah. No. Ah, that sounded you, uh, you are on the right track in that it is a mammal. Oh, yeah, there's not tons of those. <laughs> well, you know, it's not a fish now. Seahorse. Or a seahorse. <laughs> <laughs> or, or a seahorse. Brad? Did this animal's dad leave for a pack of cigarettes and never come back? <laughs> Uh, it would be rather difficult for this animal to leave for a pack of cigarettes. Would it be hard for them to smoke cigarettes? I mean, yes. <laughs> would Would it be hard for them to leave for a pack of cigarettes because they're confined to the space they're in or because they don't have a state ID that would allow them to purchase the cigarettes? It's a little of column A and a little of column B. Also, they don't have opposable thumbs. Oh, you have you ever tried to smoke without an opposable thumb? It's tough. Do all they, do they live in Ohio? They do not live in Ohio. This would be, uh, we would consider this an exotic animal. I don't feel like you need a thumb to smoke. You don't. You just need a mouth. No, you don't need opposable thumbs to vape, though. Do you, do, you not, do you not smoke like this? No, I smoke like this. I mean, I don't smoke. My mom's here. <laughs> Point for me. What's even a cigarette, Eric? <laughs> Can you please define cigarette? No. <laughs> Can I please have uh, whiskey and ginger because I'm feeling saucy? <laughs> Thank you, my friends. You guys have a minute. Uh, I yeah, don't know. so we're looking for we're looking for an animal. It's an exotic mammal. Uh, it has no opposable thumbs, and it lives in the trees. And it's I. That's what it's called. I. I. Yes. I. This is a, uh, I, I'm looking for the type of animal that this is. Is it a and marsupial? A, no, it's not a marsupial. And I and I will give you I, w I will give you credit if you are close, like a like a deer, because I'm looking for like the type of animal. Uh, can it fly? No. Fifteen seconds. Dustin. Is it a squirrel? No. Could I buy one today on the internet? I don't. I mean, I don't know so. a lot of animals you couldn't buy today on the internet. Amber. Sloth. That's correct. <laughs> That, that was out of fucking nowhere. <laughs> it's very it messy is, and I It is, bad. in fact, a type of three-toed sloth. It's a, a three-toed sloth that inhabits the forests of southern Venezuela, uh, the Guianas, and northern Brazil, having a diet apparently restricted to the leaves of the trumpet tree, and uh, it sounds very high-pitched when it's disturbed. <laughs> They're so cute. 
They're very cute, yes. Amber takes the lead with two points for that correct answer. Dave has negative one, Dustin has negative one, and Brad is taking the Dustin approach of not ringing in. <laughs> moving on to question... Give him a point for stolen strategy. Uh, moving on to question two, the category is, is it warm in here? The question, the Mall of America is one of the largest shopping complexes in North America. It's so big, it has an amusement park inside of it. The structure is so colossal that it doesn't use a traditional central heating unit to warm it during the winter. Instead, it uses two main sources of heat. The first is the sun via 1.2 miles of skylights. What is the other source of heat? Is it a bunch of humans running on wheels? <laughs> running on what? Wheels. Like, like, like a hamster generate, wheel? Yeah. Do you want to ring in? No, because I know it's clearly wrong. I was trying to, you know, in the spirit of the game, banter and make goofy. For the record, there's a table over here, and I must give you my love, because I think three of you at the same time did, like, gerbil things. <laughs> so, like, hell yes to the best family I've ever seen. Uh, and, Paul, I can't wait to join your family. I cannot wait to be your daughter. That table gets a point. Yeah. <laughs> Impressive. So we're looking for a non-traditional source of heat for a building. Hatred of being Adam Hall. <laughs> what? <laughs> so I know the Mall of America is in Minneapolis. Yes. And I know some sources of true power in the universe. Is it Prince? <laughs> you think they're heating it with Prince's dead body, like they burned it, and he's like a he's like a type of like super fuel. Like if you just set Prince on fire, he will continue to burn for ten thousand years. Is it purple heat? He does have an aura. You combine purple heat and purple rain, you get a purple fog. I feel like there's a purple fog up here. Yeah. Does it have something to do with the little roller coaster in there moving around with all the kids on it screaming? See, your, your theory is that they have some sort of like... Is it the space heater that they keep behind all the seats of that roller coaster? Is that what it is? Do, do you want to ring it? I'm just feeding off her answer. I'm sorry. Is it the heat from that roller coaster, Eric? Do, do you want to ring it? No. <laughs> Does anybody want to ring it? Dustin. Is it hydropower? No. I still Bra think it's fucking Prince. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Brad doing the quiz box cul-de-sac right there. Losing a point for you, gaining a point for him. What does hydro mean to you, Eric? Just it, the it word. It means water to just about everyone. <laughs> <laughs> What's it mean to the man who reads books? Probably also what water. What does it mean to the man who reads books? Yes, that is correct. You have 30 seconds. Dave. Do they just depend on so many people being in there that it'll be warm? That's correct. The second source of heat is the bodies of the people inside it. Is one of those people Prince? <laughs> <laughs> no, he's dead. To be, they to be, didn't bury him in the mall. They buried him in the ground. To be fair, they just his, all, like they just found out, though. That was weird. <laughs> Historically, at one point, Prince probably was in that mall. Yeah, yeah. 
But yeah, he's he not was, the main was, source of heat. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I imagine if he was in that mall, I'd be like, I'm very yeah, that, warm. You that was I mean? the orange Julius that he went to. Very spicy heat from France. <laughs> yeah, it uh, would be warmer if he were in there, but he's not the... In All addition right. to the 1.2 <laughs> miles of skylights, the mall relies on the heat generated from the body of visitors. Even though it is 4.2 million square feet, it usually has enough people inside of it to stay a comfortable 70 degrees. Same. Unless Nikki Winkleman was in there, because it's way hotter. Girl, you look good. Thank you. I gave it to him. What? That's the best one we've heard yet. It? You gave it or a point? I gave the joke a point. Oh, it, okay, good. I gave okay. The, it was the, the joke. Let's move on. Hey, all right. As someone who has complimented Nikki often on this show, that may be the best compliment I've ever heard of. Yeah. Most of them are, are backhanded insults. <laughs> Question three. The category uh, is actually first, where are the scores, Nikki? Oh, um, well, with that correct answer, Dave moves into second place with one point. Amber still has two. Dustin, negative two. Brad, negative one. Still anybody's game. Question three, the category is barnyard best friends. The question, goats have been domesticated for between eight and 9,000 years. They have a long association with humans. Scientists have been studying what goats feel about us. And a recent study suggests that goats prefer humans who are doing what? <laughs> I... I, I like that you're all the being, answer is silence. Yeah, I, I like that you're all being quiet stop. because you're desperately be trying honest. to figure out how to not make a dirty answer. Is it fucking? <laughs> do, do you want to ring in? <laughs> that depends. Is, uh, is fucking acceptable as a scientific term? You don't have to use a scientific term to get the answer correct. Is it sex? No. I think we all knew that, though. <laughs> I, will, I will give you a hint. It is something you normally do during sex. Is it being complimentary and reassuring? <laughs> My name is Dustin Meadows. I am a thorough and considerate lover. <laughs> okay. <laughs> This, um... Is it kissing? No. This, this may be anecdotal. Wearing socks. Oh, boy, I can't wait. <laughs> did you ring in? No. I, sh I sure did not. No. <laughs> no. no, he didn't. Also, you wear socks during sex? Yes. Maybe. No. I, I'm normally not for kink shaming, but fuck you. I like warm feet. Thank you. <laughs> this is, I don't like it when my feet are hot. I just don't. So you usually do it during sex, Eric Tate. Maybe Eric Tate has sex weird, Paul. You know, I'm trying to win for you. And maybe I'm worried about how Eric fucks, and that's just my own personal... <laughs> I knew Problem. the goat question was going to get weird. Is it? it doesn't have to. Eric, do you do this while you have sex? I, I mean, I definitely do this while having sex. Is it reading a book? So, um, uh, 
Yes. Yeah, I have a I have a stand mounted against the wall, and I like to turn pages on alternate thrusts. Unfortunately, this is not the answer we're looking for. Dave. Well, based on what Eric just said, I'm going to say bleeding like a goat. N no, oh, it's Jesus, no. Jesus, Dave. <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's, no. Oh, oh, oh. <laughs> Go goat sounds. Goat sounds. Yes, yes, bleating, not bleeding. Hold on. Eric Tate. God damn it, Tony. <laughs> we'll book you again soon. Jesus. <laughs> You guys have as much time as you want. <laughs> Eric? Question? Yeah. Yes, Amber. <laughs> I don't know what you're about to say, but fuck you. Not even, it's not even bad. Is it a verbal noise? Is it loud? No, is it it's, this, is, this is not verbal. It's not a noise. Thank no. you. No. <laughs> is it stomping? No, Dave, go it, ahead. Say it. Stomping in say your what own you were shit. Is it stomping in your own shit? No, that's not anything any of us do during sex. And goats don't like that. You don't know that. Like, does it involve clacking your hooves together? <laughs> I, oh, God. Uh, I forgot part of the question. I apologize. Uh, Dave, so, look, Dave gets a point for the way he says hooves. <laughs> Does it involve attempting to cross a bridge guarded by a troll? <laughs> also something that I do during sex. Does it involve having your legs shorter on one side so you can stand on mountaintops easier? That's a thing goats do. Some of them, anyway. This is, this is a thing the person is doing that makes the goat likes, like oh, the person's oh, not oh. going to stand on a mountaintop very well with Do you want to reread the question? <laughs> hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. I've got this. Oh, I'm sure you do, Dave. I'm sure you do. Feeding your partner a handful of hay. <laughs> <laughs> this is, okay, so uh, we're going to read the question again in... An attempt to regain control and understand reality. Uh, he also God. thinks Eric does during sex. Oh, boy. Can we, can we just roast Eric Tate next Tuesday? Hi, my name is Eric Tate, and I'm, I'm a thorough and inconsiderate lover. Um, Page three. Um. <laughs> read, read the question. So goats have been domesticated for between eight and 9,000 years. They have a long association with humans. Scientists have been studying what goats feel about us. A recent study suggests that goats prefer humans who are doing what? Is and I am looking... I am looking for a facial expression. Is it smiling because you just renewed your Audible subscription? Do you want to ring in? For that wrong answer that was a barb at you? No. Fine, don't ring in. But is it smiling? That is correct. 
Let me just say, before you say anything else, if you are smiling during sex, that is creepy as shit. <laughs> Uh, then call me creepy because your boy does it right. I think everyone in this day is, except for Dave, smiles during sex. Yeah, dude, sex is dope. Why wouldn't you? Dave, smile? do you know Who what wants, sex is? Who wants Dave, this? what is your sex face? Did you slam your dick in a drawer <laughs> and think that was sex? You, I just can't imagine that scenario where I'm. Like or you just, would be happy? Are you showing teeth? What are you doing? That's not good. It does sound terrifying. <laughs> if there were teeth at my face while getting... How am I not the saddest on. person on this panel? <laughs> Maybe we love to be love-hated. Love... Amber, you're Hate-loved. Hey! If you could get a yearbook photo while you're having sex, <laughs> you're not doing that right. <laughs> it's... It's just a, you know what? I'm not going to argue with you over this. Lots of people smile during sex. <laughs> that guy specifically. <laughs> One person backing me up does not actually back me up. I, I backed you up by getting the question right. So. I don't think I've ever opened my eyes. This is time. All right, let's, can, Nikki, can we move on, please? So scientists put a bunch of goats in a pen and then hung faces of humans that were smiling, grimacing, Jesus laughing, Christ. frowning, and all their types of facial expressions. The goats were f uh, found to congregate the most by photos of uh, faces of people that were smiling. No word yet on what scientists plan to do with this information. <laughs> That went from charming to very dark and creepy real quick. Yeah, the, uh, the, the photos of this study are amazing because it's just photos of people hung around a room and goats just hanging out underneath the photos. Jesus Christ. It's pretty awesome. These goats are like, we want to fuck that guy. <laughs> I may never smile during sex again now. Nikki, that is the end of the round. Where oh, are the yeah, scores? Um, well, uh, Dustin got the question right, but Dan that Amber still won. The I can't even talk. Anymore. Is it, that you're, you're that. is it because you're thinking about me reading a book? Yeah. Brad made me leave the stage. Uh, Amber won the round with two points. Congratulations, Paul. You're going to win a fantastic prize from Dusty Dewey's Knickknack Shack. You are going to win this t shirt that is inside this beer bottle. This is some free promo I think Eric picked up at a magic show. I mean, this is from Dusty Dewey's Knickknack Shack. <laughs> we definitely don't find the prizes for this show by cleaning out our spare rooms. It looks like you're going to be smiling a lot when you use that prize. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> wow, way to tank the call. It's not day. socks, it's a t shirt. Uh, <laughs> Yeah, you sock-wearing weirdo. You're also going to get this pack of 1990s baseball cards and two tickets to Shadowbox Live. Where is Paul? Paul, congratulations. I will be around to hand out your prizes. The rest of you are going to get dum-dums for being paired up with dum-dums. Yeah, just oh, for the rest of you. Uh, Dustin is going to be apologizing to Mandy. Dustin, he had negative two. If you could apologize to Mandy and also to everyone for having the image of Dave receiving pleasure in socks, not smiling. Hold on. 
All right, don't put that evil on me. I didn't bring... I, I said I smiled during sex, which I think is a beautiful, powerful image. Mandy, I am sincerely sorry. Um, I, I put part of the blame on myself for not more knowing more random trivia. I put a good chunk of the blame on Amber for being drunk and steamrolling everyone on this panel. She is a monster. She has a problem. Uh, after the show, I think we should turn this into an intervention for her. Because she clearly cannot handle her mellow yellow, or she affectionately refers to it, Melly Yelly. I agree. Which is what babies and drunk college girls call it. Amber is neither. She's... Oh, boy. I'm sorry that I have failed you. I had a really good feeling going into this round, and, you know, I thought if I came up here, had fun, gave it 110%, that that would be enough. Um, please tell me your, your biggest arch nemesis after the show, and he will die by my hand. I will personally avenge whatever wrongs have been committed upon your house. Sorry, Mandy. Okay. That was a great apology, Dustin. Thank you very much. Thank uh, you. Nikki, I am where thorough we... and considerate. Nikki, where are we at? Well, that is the end of the show, because I don't think we're going to top that. Uh, <laughs> we are also, unfortunately, out of time, because that question went on forever. Um, so that brings us to the end of the game, which means we need to get to the champion score points. Brad ended the game with 10 points. Let's hear it for Brad. <laughs> and the biggest laugh of the night. Dave ended the score, or ended the game with also 10 points. Let's hear it for Dave. And his socks. Amber also currently has 10 points, and Dustin has 11 points. However, Amber ended the round with two points, which gives her a total of 12, making her the retaining champion. Why would you do that to me? Congratulations, Amber, on three-peating. You join a very elite group of Quizbox champions who have won three times in a she's, row. She's won twice. <laughs> she will be back on her third Collusion. Quizbox. Collusion. Who's drunk now? Still you. Amber, you are invited back. That is correct. Amber, you are invited back to perform uh, on uh, our next show in October, our Halloween show, which is the show where everyone wears costumes. Our entire panel will be in costumes. Nikki and I usually wear a costume. It's going to be very, very exciting. Uh, thanks very much to all of our contestants. Amber, Amber Falter, Dave Berkey, Dustin Meadows, and Brad Keefe. Amber's going to go home with this fantastic new quiz box belt that she will get to wear until she comes back next month. Uh, the belt crafted for us by Savage Tech. Let's hear it for Savage Tech. Savage Tech does their shows right here at Upfront uh, monthly. Catch the sick world of Dr. Show in October. Uh, next month, our special guest is going to be Liam of Excess Karaoke. Yes. Excess Karaoke happens right here in the Backstage Bistro as soon as we are done with this show. Uh, it starts at 10 o'clock, so stick around if you want to do some karaoke, and you can meet Liam, who will be our special guest next month. And we will announce the rest of our panel on Facebook. Follow us on Facebook at the quiz box and also make sure you like up front at Shadowbox Live. <laughs> Fill out the comment cards on your table. Did you guys get comment cards? No, you didn't. It doesn't matter. Keep your comments to yourselves tonight because and I'm sure they're all goat related. <laughs> Lastly, uh, like we've been saying a lot, we are a quiz box. Uh, or sorry, we are a podcast. 
Sorry, I was, I was smiling. Uh, we're a podcast. Drunk. We're a podcast. We're on uh, iTunes, uh, Google Play, and Stitcher. And actually, we have a new member of the Quizbox team that we're very excited to have. Please give it up for Kevin Hendricks, who has been recording the show. Uh, and he has been making the show sound really great. The podcast is now coming out on a regular basis. So you can just uh, load it into your podcast and listen to all the Quizboxy goodness uh, uh, every month on a regular time. So uh, thank you very much to Kevin. You guys have been great. Have a wonderful night. Thank you.